Our first guest is Mr. Mark Victor Hansen and his wife, Crystal. Mark Victor Hansen, if you're not aware, that name rings a bell slightly. He is the co-author, the man behind Chicken Soup for the Soul series, and he has sold over 500 million books to date. Whoa. So if he doesn't know how to amplify your mission, absolutely no one does. So that is the big interview to kick off this Amplify Your Mission podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Amplify Access Training. AYMission.com. And here is your host. The best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and was even named one of the top 10 dads in podcasting by Podcast Magazine. Please help me welcome to the stage, Adam Lewis Walker. This episode, we have what some may call, and I'll agree, the world's greatest selling author. We've got Mark Victor Hansen and his wife, Crystal Dwyer Hansen. And we're going to be talking about their latest book, Ask. If you wonder how you can sell a 500 million books, Chicken Soup for the Soul series will give you a hint on that side of things. So I'm excited to dig into everything, you know, telling your story, Ask, and really how, how you can make a fortune doing this. So ultimately reach millions and millions of people, which I think is just as exciting. So Mark and Crystal, are you ready to amplify your mission today? Yes. Listen, we think everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a story to tell. And whoever controls the story, Plato said, controls the world. And we say, how do you find your story? Our newest book is called Ask, The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. And we think, Adam, that everybody, God coded our souls with a soul destiny. And we think this is, we're finding out now, we've had the book out for a little bit, that people are buying two and then they're going over every one of the 178 questions in the book with somebody else and discovering who they are and they're breaking out of this COVID confinement cocoon. And, and like we wake up and forgive me for being a little bombastic this morning, but this morning, because we pray and meditate and, and that every day, I feel we feel like we're beating on our chest like Tarzan or Tarzette, uh, Tarzette here <laughs> and, and going, yay, because I think we're coming out of it right now. I, I get that feeling too, big time. So, I mean, that was quite a brief introduction. Is there anything either of you would like to add or highlight to even what Mark just said then? Well, I was just going to say, since we started talking about our new book first, which, which we're, we love, and it's been so much fun because we released it right when COVID hit, right after COVID hit, and we're like, oh, wow, what's the timing on this one? But as it turned out, it was the most important thing that could have happened because people were so stuck, so devastated, so hopeless, and nothing changes until you understand how to write ask the right question at the right time in the right way. And so that's what we were able to bring to give to the world, um, to be able to go inside of yourself. And we say there are actually three channels through which to ask, and those are ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. And each of those channels is equally important in taking your journey forward. And, and you know, we say that the ask yourself part is that reflective journey. You have to reflect on your life. You have to reflect with yourself to figure out what's working you know, uh, where am I really going? Um, how do I get there? Right. And then the ask others part is, is that bonding journey in life. We cannot do anything in this life alone successfully. We need one another. Right. And, and we need to learn to ask, we need to learn to call upon each other. We need to ask for information, advice, help, uh, feedback. 
And so, so many people are afraid to do that. And then of course the ask God part is really putting your life and your life mission into that broader perspective, that universal perspective. However you think of God, we don't tell you how to think of God, but whatever the source of creation is, what is your role in that, in that, this kingdom, right? On earth. And what is, what is your role in this universe? So it's just really, um, you know, mind boggling how much your life can change when you take that asking journey. Definitely. And I'm very curious to hear both your individual origins and collective origins, the story around that, how you got to this point. I mean, I won't mention it too many times, but just still 500 million books still just, just blows my mind. I can't even, I'm sure like when you started this process that would at least blow your mind. You've probably got used to it now because people say it to you a lot, I'm sure. But talk us a little bit, as I say, individually, collectively, how did you get from A to B to this point speaking to me today? Okay, so first of all, I've been writing books for 47 years and I've written 318, 59 number one bestsellers. And then it's interesting that like I've got all those money books out. Like we in America, we sold 3.6 million of, of uh, One Minute Millionaire. And I've got a whole series all the way to Cash in a Flash and Richest Kids in America. But like when we go to Vietnam, that's the number one book because we're trying to keep free enterprise free. And, and I am a flaming free enterpriser because I think entrepreneurship where somebody takes a problem and boy, we got big problems now for 8 billion people on the planet, fixes it, scales it and makes a vast profit. And then is extraordinarily charitable. And as you know, we won the Horatio Alger award, which means we came from rags to riches and have helped a lot of other people do exactly the That's same. Awesome. Brilliant. What about you, Crystal? How, how did you, well, when did you find Mark and vice versa? What are your origins as well? What, like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's funny because I had a successful life coaching uh, hypnotherapy practice. I'm a board certified life coach, um, hypnotherapist. And uh, my practice, I was just seeing these incredible transformations with people um, that I was inspired to write about them. I mean, people who had been depressed their entire lives in, you know, I get this, like, for example, a, a letter from a woman. She said, I'm so thankful I heard you on the radio that day. I've suffered my entire life with crushing depression. Uh, I wake up every day wanting to die. And I can honestly say after five appointments with you, I am completely free of the crushing depression I've had. I never would have thought that's possible. You know, I could wake up now and just have a bad day. And it's just that, just a bad day. So, I mean, I was so inspired by my client's success. And I was learning as much as they were about the ability for a human being to transform, to overcome literally anything, excruciating anxiety, excruciating depression, starting over after you've lost everything, the you know, 25 year marriage, lost a 30 year job, whatever it is that shuts us down and, and causes us to get stuck and devastated, anything can be overcome and transformed. Um, so I wrote, I started writing a book, my mom texts me when, or actually she emailed me and said, you need to go to this author 101 conference in LA. I was living in Scottsdale. And she said, there'll be publishers and publicists and Mark Victor Hansen will be there. And um, I was like, oh, mom, <laughs> when is it? She goes, it's the day after tomorrow. And I go, oh, it'll be sold out. I can't go. She was just calm. So I call, the promoter calls me right back. He's like, no, Crystal, we want you. Come over. Day and a half later, I'm at this event. Mark's the keynote. And um, <laughs> we're in the VIP room. And I'm just I'm like, literally like, I'm not even going to drink anything. I'm not even going to have a glass of wine. I am all business here. I'm here to do this for you. And uh, ironically, this woman from South America was talking with her hands and whacked a whole glass of red wine on my white pants. Well, Mark must have been looking my way because he was in the corner surrounded by an entourage of people. I was talking to like the speaking coach. 
And he kind of parts the crowd around him and rushes to my side, grabs my hand and goes, I'm so sorry. I think I know where the club soda is. Can I help you? And so ah, he sees it. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So he just, you know, he, he takes it. He knew this, this, uh, it was a convention hotel and he, he actually had so many events there himself that he literally knew where the kitchen was. Find the club soda. He starts asking me what I do. And he was just, um, you know, he goes, there's something about you. I feel like you could change the world and especially help women so much. I'm starving. It's 9:30. Do you, have you had dinner? And I hadn't. And uh, so he goes, let's go to a, a, play, a restaurant off the property or I'll be surrounded all night by people who just want five minutes, right? Yep. And so I run upstairs and I go, let me go change out of these pants. Like the whole red, white leg was red. And uh, I get on, get on the phone with my mother. This is so funny. I said, mom, I have to be quick. How are the kids? I said, um, you, you're not going to believe it. I'm going to dinner with Mark Victor Hansen. And she goes, I knew it. Like, <laughs> that's why I told you to go. <laughs> Set up, yeah, she's so, I think moms are so intuitive. Like he sends her flowers on our anniversary <laughs> because he brought us together. It was crazy. So uh, that's how we met. And we just came together and started, you know, realizing that just, it seemed like we'd known each other forever. And uh, we just both had this heart and mind to wake up every day and make it a great day and change the world. And so, you know, started dating and never stopped <laughs> when when was that first meeting i'm curious I, we dated exactly yeah, yeah may 28th and then when i took her out we get this restaurant the best restaurant in hollywood that's got like 50 people and a hundred dollar bill won't get you <laughs> in so i just grabbed her hand and i said let's try this and we go up and because we're teaching that you got to ask and you got to be a master of the question a, a master question asker we get to the guy and the guy looks at us and goes okay i give up who is she well, because she's glamorously beautiful. For those of you just listening, plucritudinous just emanates out every pore of my wife's being and soul, if you don't mind my being uh, prosaic. <laughs> Anyhow, so the guy said, okay, I give up. Who is she? I said, back to the question. You don't recognize her? Being now the totally guy's so. mind is on steroids. <laughs> he reads People Magazine and Inside. Yeah, so good. Vanity so Fair, and he can't pull it. He says, okay, I give up. Who is she? Now, we were of Danish descent and we were goofing, but I said, she's a queen of Denmark. He goes, no, she's not. All of a sudden he looks at her and goes, oh my God, she is. Who are you? I said, back to questions. I said, who travels with the queen? He said, oh my God, you're the king. Hold on one second. We got a table for you. 50 people have been waiting. Oh my God. And once you're in this soup, we were in the soup, is it, so to speak, yeah. to use that term. Yeah. And, and oh we just- my God. Fell in love with each other, and we had the top chef delivering our food. It was just, it's sort so of funny. It, 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 our whole life is sort of divine because we teach you go from self awareness to self expression to self mastery to open up to God realization or spiritual soul realization. And that's and, where we're And going. a lot of fun by the sound of it as well. That's a lot brilliant. of fun. We were totally horsing around. That's the thing. We were yeah. in this completely <clears throat> like fun, giddy mood. And Mark was joking and I'm laughing, like, you're certainly not going to believe these silly yeah, things. If, I'm sure if that had said, no, you're not, you'd have been oh, <laughs> oh, follow me. I'll get you in. You know, he, I was like, oh, whoa. <laughs> We're like, brilliant. Two way to backtrack. Let's just roll with it. <laughs> that, well, the metaphysical line is everything always works out for us. And everybody out there, that's what we teach and ask. You've got to say to yourself, everything works out for me if I know how to ask the right questions to the right people at the right time to get the right results. I didn't know if it'd work. If it didn't work, we'd go to another restaurant and it was three dollars. Yeah, no, I always say no harm in asking <laughs> if you do it in the right way, for sure. So talking about, you know, bridging the, the gap from your dreams to your destiny, when did you guys 
again, it might be collectively or individually, especially, I mean, in terms of writing that many books, Mark, realize your destiny in terms of like, this is what I'm going to do. Cause obviously you don't just, you know, casually write that many books or <laughs> sell that many books. You've got to be like, well, this is it. Let's, let's run. I've been in graduate school with Bucky Fuller. I tried to be him, built geodesic domes in New York City, botanical gardens, aviaries, Wall Street Racquet Club. And I crashed and burned at 26 and lost $2 million in a day. And I started reading fortuitously. I'd, listen, I'd, been so, I'd sold my way through college. My parents didn't have the money to send me. So, and somebody gave me a tape and I was sophomoric, meaning I thought I knew everything, right? I'm really smart. And that's not true. But anyhow, I listened to this one tape again and again 287 times all of a sudden I said wow this means you got to be it was by Cabot Robert the dean of speakers and became my great friend but and teacher and mentor but it said are you the cause or are you the result and I thought oh my god I created this bankruptcy I can create it recreate it redo my life and then so I asked myself number one what do I want to do and I said okay god I asked god what do I do god did the opposite he said what do you want to do and I said I want to talk to people that care about things that matter and make a life-changing difference then I go to my three roommates in Hicksville, Long Island, New York, because I'm broke at the time. And I ask them, you know, do you know anyone young that's speaking that's not a Broadway star, not a celebrity, a lawyer, doctor, cotton top, somebody that I could relate to? And the guy said, yeah, here's a ticket in real estate. We got this guy turning around real estate, Chip Collins. I went out. He wowed me. I asked him if I could go to lunch with him. I asked him. And he said, look, kid, the chance you make it is one in a thousand. He's a few years older, yeah. 10 years older than me. But I said, look, let me decide that. Tell me how to do it. And he told me what to do if I'd stay out of real estate in the five boroughs of New York and, and do life insurance. And I did 400 talks a year for the first three years. Tony Robbins and I, sorry, a thousand talks a year the first three years. Tony and I are the only two guys I think that did that many. Wow. Then somebody, you're the best storyteller I've ever heard. Would you, do you have that in a book for my wife or my kids or my company? So I did a book and we sold to little audiences, six guys in an insurance agency or 10 or 20. Yeah. We sold 20,000 copies in a year at $10 each. I made 200,000. Now in 1974, wow. I got to say, that's like $2 million. Man. And that's when you were Mark right. Victor Hansen that no one knew about. That's like, you know, yeah. that's just like I, did, I said, this is not a New York Times bestseller. Like this is, this is not a, a national bestseller, but that's my bestseller. And I want to sign it to you and your wife and kid. <laughs> so good. Well, I mean, amongst that, I mean, it's, it's, it's all positive stuff. I'm curious, but I mean, and again, for both of you or, you know, individually, whichever comes to mind, when is a time when you were really challenged and you, you know, you kind of like your destiny and, and these sort of things we talked about, it was harder to see, or it was just like, this is a big test of either us individually right. or, you know, collectively. Yeah, no, I think one of my worst times was when um, I was just one of those kids that found high school to be like really boring and easy. And so I accelerated mm -hmm. my curriculum and graduated myself at age 16 and married my boyfriend who was five years older. And it turned out to not be a great life plan because two and a half years later, I was <laughs> in a city, new city, no family, no friends, um, baby on my hip, divorced. And like, honestly, I had no idea how I was going to support myself. Yeah. It's not like he and I had any money at all. So I was like totally stuck. So I applied for food stamps. It's the only thing I could think of. And then I, I was standing there in the line ready to turn over my food stamps for diapers and groceries. And I had this huge epiphany and it was a question that dropped into my mind. First question was, how did I get here? And second, followed by a second question that was like my moment of truth. It was like, are you doing the best you can to get out of this? Or are you taking the easy way out? And I knew like the second my mind, my higher self, God dropped that question into my mind. I knew the answer. And I knew I wasn't doing the best I could. And I didn't even know what it was. 
what the, my best was. I was so young, but I was like, I knew that wasn't it. And it, it made me feel, I just felt so galvanized instantly. I'm like, this will, as I'm handing those food stamps over, I'm like, this will not be my future. And I went home, I never reapplied for the food stamps. And I was like, but I had kind of a new realization. I'm like, I don't have answers, but I have questions. Who would, I started asking like, who would hire me? How can I make money tomorrow? And then I remembered hearing, second I started answering, asking myself questions, I remembered, you know, cause you can't ask a question without getting an answer. I'd heard on the radio, I recalled that I'd heard, you know, apply for Kelly service, Kelly girls, you know, you start working tomorrow. And I'm like, I'm calling them. I called, applied, you, they send you jobs. You could say yes or no. Pretty soon I'm, you know, filling in at attorney's offices and going, you know, setting up booths at malls or, you know, working at conventions in sales. And I started loving it. I was, and working for small businesses, I learned so much about myself. I was going to say the variety by the sounds of it. Yeah. It was, and it was like so cool because what I was really, you know, dazzled by was like small businesses, the idea that someone could just get an idea and start a business, you know, and I was like, that's so cool. And so then at, from there, I'd made enough money. I put myself through real estate school. So, and, and in the meantime, someone had said, you should, you should do some modeling. So I'm like, what do I have to lose? I'll walk. I can like literally walk into the talent agency, ask them, would you sign me? <laughs> like no experience. And they, you know, after like kind of stumbling down the runway, acting like I knew what I was doing, trying to, and then um, reading some lines, they, they did, they signed me. And I ended up doing some television commercials that went national. So at that point, I had to join Screen Actors Guild, which gives you the best. And I hear from other actors that the, the television commercials are where it's at in terms oh, yeah. of consistent money. Like, oh, <laughs> it's incredible. Like, you just start getting these checks, and they went pretty big, those commercials. Yeah. All of a sudden, like, a year and a half later, I'm in a completely new place. Like a year and a half from the time I was turning over the food stamps, I'm now, like, a licensed realtor working for the biggest home, builder, home building company in town, and I became the number one realtor for the company and I'm getting all these, you know, residual income and I have the best insurance benefits because SAG, Screen Actors Guild gives you the best. So my, my son and myself were covered for everything. And I was like, often thought back to that moment, like, ooh, it, it's, it was very humbling to think that question came to me. It would have been so easy to just cascade down the other direction, you know? Like, oh, I'm, you know, be victimized. Like, I'm so young. No one is helping me. Poor me. But I'm so thankful that for that question because it's a kind of a tough question. You know, sometimes we need to ask ourselves the tough questions. Are you doing the best you can? Or are you taking the easy way out? And, and it's important to have courage to answer those questions honestly to ourselves. Because yeah. often we fool ourselves. And that never helps us. That's why this asking process is so important. Because we do all, we give, you know, our reader, like all the self-intervention questions that we all need to, to figure out. The holding up the mirror questions that help us in our relationships when, you know, our relationships are kind of spiraling downward. So there's just nothing more important than understanding the power of the questions you ask. Yeah. No, I think it's huge. Yeah. yeah. No, I always feel like it's that, that, again, I'll probably butcher it along the lines of, you know, tough questions, tough tasks, easier life, or you do it the other way around, you know easy questions and no 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 uh, just do the easy task you have a tough life come yep. it's something like that <laughs> i'm gonna have to yeah. find that but um, i love well, that it's actually zig ziglar who said it was it easy i bet you i bet you're friends with him at some point oh uh, we we traveled the big we did all the big pma rallies with 17,000 20,000 people at a time oh, to get there. someone i would have loved to have met or seen yeah and then we we like we were in boise idaho talking to 10 percent of the people <laughs> once and afterwards we're back in this convention center because the snow's like 
two feet of snow outside. So we're running together for seven miles inside a convention center where we just got done talking to all these people. So he sold like 58 boxes of stuff and so did I. And it was just amazing to have fun with Zig. But Zig's line in answer to your question was, if you're easy on yourself, life's, life's tough on you. If you're tough on yourself, life's easy on you. <laughs> I knew it was in the zone. Brilliant. Um, I mean, touching on that, I, I definitely want to, I mean, some one of your legendary stats of, you know, your first book, or I don't know if it was your first book, but getting turned down 144 times by, for publishing. And again, back then it was more traditional publishing. Like everyone can self-publish, hybrid publish and all sorts now. But back then, I mean, when you were 100 knockbacks in, how did you feel? Or 143 knockbacks in for your book? When was the well, darkest time for you? Both Jack and I have ex-wives sort of because of that, because they said, you guys are idiots. You got Jack graduated third in this class at Harvard, so he's not an idiot, but he's pretty damn smart, actually, and a, and a wonderful guy. But the, the, the point is, you know, you get these pink slips, because that's what they do. They said, no, oh, this is stupid, or whatever they said to us, two sophomore kids. If so, short stories sold, we'd sell short stories here at Time Warner, Simon and & Schuster. And you're right, it started with the big eight, and then we hit exactly when the, the breakthrough in the uh, late 80s, 89 and 88, was desktop publishing. We had little invisible publishers become big things, and that made more books. And now <clears throat> we suddenly got a little itty-bitty publisher take us after all that resistance. And they said, well, if you guys sold 20,000 copies at $6 each, which was useless to us, but we ended up doing it because we'd gone, we, Jack and I were both doing seminars. He was doing the educational market because he'd already written and sold a big book called 101 Ways Build Self-Esteem in the Classroom. And I'd sold 360,000 copies of my Dare to Win book from the platform over a decade. So, and a lot of future diaries, even on TV, once I was on a TV show and sold 7,000 copies over a week. And that made $70,000. My office was going, you couldn't do this TV. And I, if I, as I look at it now, I wish shouldn't I listen because I should have gone on TV every day and sold a million then. Yeah. It just, it, 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 see, everybody out there listening, you've got to be careful not to take stupid advice from people that are low-minded and don't have it. You listen to somebody that has done it. And, you know, Solomon, the richest man of all time, said, without vision, we perish. I've rewritten his line to say, with vision, we flourish. You and I are here made in the image of likeness of God. Genesis 128, you're supposed to create. You're supposed to contribute. You're supposed to be charitable. We're supposed to flourish. And, and it's not me talking to you. It's God in you talking to you. If you're really listening to Adam and us uh, chat here, which is wonderful. I'm really enjoying it. You're so nice. <laughs> well, thanks. Um, I'm curious on the, on the flip side, Mark, as well, for you, and it might not be the one, you know, that people talk about or times that are even known, but what is a, a career highlight, whether it was jogging in the halls with Zig Ziglar or what, maybe even your biggest audience. I'm curious on that, the biggest audience you spoke to. Or just when you look back, you think, wow, that was a moment where amongst all of these great moments, you're like, yeah, that was that was up there for me. Is there anything spring to mind? Yeah, winning the Horatio Algier Award, where we take at-risk kids and we all mentor them, and and ten of us win it a year. You get us. We've been in the Supreme Court and we're life members now. But uh, Judge Clarence Thomas gives you the gold medal in front of a lot of people, and it it is. And then for the next three days, you're there with these kids that. Every kid out there that's at risk, that's had terrible things happen to him, should apply to Horatio Algier. Horatio, H-O-R-A-T-I-O, Alger, A-L-G-E-R dot org, and, and see if they can't get a scholarship because we got a quarter billion dollars. I mean, the people that have won in our class, we were with superstars. I'll just do one cute story, though. Tom Selleck is in our class, and 
this is Magnum PI. This is I was going to say Magnum. <laughs> yeah, he is and, so sweet. He's the sweetest, wonderful man, but he's good at reading scripts, memorizing them, and delivering them. And he says, Mark, I need you to help me. I got to talk to those 2,000 people. Would you help me? And I go, you're right. You're, you're Tom Selleck. I'm <laughs> telling him wants your help. <laughs> now, the truth is I've been speaking forever, and I write all my own stuff, which yeah. not everybody does. But um, it, it was fascinating to have – but it has been it has been a wonderful organization. We'll be back in Washington D.C. again because you're committed to come and you're committed to help the kids and and we helped this one kid who's just changing the world. That is, oh God, the story's long, but just abbreviated. Um, his daddy was a captain in the war, prisoner of war, nine years in Vietnam. Came out, kid ended up going to school, and making five million years. Just wonderful, and he's wow. our mentee. So cool. Well, I'm glad I'm asked. <laughs> and and we talked about at the start, and I'm just, I mean, the time is flying. It's just, I'm very engrossed here. But make money with your story. And again, something you in your information, like this appeals to, I know a lot of people listening, how to fast write a book and make a fortune. Because a lot of people nowadays can write a book or do write a book. So, that, you know, it's very competitive and there's very few that burst out and make a fortune nowadays. So levels. Number that. one, you're right. I have a book called You Have a Book in You that teaches you how to fast write your book and tells you exactly what to do if you can do it alone. But the second part of it is we own a company now that we just started six months ago that's extraordinary because we are ghostwriting books for people because 70% of all the big books have been ghostwritten by somebody who can really write. And I've spent my whole life with writers. And unfortunately, the book industry has gone from 19,000 bookstores to 400. And, and so there's less. But there's more books being sold now. And I am, remember, I'm a marketing maven. So I, I love marketing. I think marketing. I love marketing. And we are doing books now that in the markvictorhansonlibrary.com. It's our own publishing company. We're helping people. We've got 49 ghostwriters working with us that are literally the best of the best. And we're taking books to extraordinary new levels because my whole history, the reason I sell more books and answer your question is we do bypass marketing. Like when the chiropractors had all the insurance pulled out, that was a negative. When Liddy Dole was head of the Red Cross, didn't have any blood, she said, Mark, you have all these great ideas. Do you have any way we can get blood? I said, let's go to doctors, medical doctors. She said, they won't do it. I said, good. I train chiropractors, one of my four markets. There's, there's 77,000. They see a quarter, they see 25 million people a month. We'll have them give a free adjustment. If they give a pint of blood, they call 800 Give Life. We've got enough blood for a year and a half. But we also gave away our book called you know, chicken soup for the third, uh, chicken soup, the third helping of chicken soup for the soul. And the chiropractic market went straight up. They all ran cash practices. So we, a negative times a negative in math is a positive. And we took two negatives, put them together and made a great positive. Well, that's what we're doing with our publishing house. And it would take an hour more. You're going to have to have us back at it. That's it. <laughs> I was going to say, wow. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the invite is there. So, you know, <laughs> I won't harass you, but yeah, if you want to come back, the door is open, definitely, and I, and I will remind you. In terms of just starting to kind of wrap things up as well, if you had one billboard that the entire world was going to see, and I know you've done a lot of talks, and I, you know, I, I'm involved in helping people get their TEDx talks, so if you had kind of one 10-minute talk or one billboard that the world would see, what would be your message or what would be the working talk title? Is there anything, and this could be something slightly different. So I'm interested in both your answers on this, if you want to give it a little bit of full. Ladies first. I just, for me, oh, there's so many different things, but I think um, uh, every answer you, you're looking for is already inside of you. Okay. And I would write, ask wisely with love, which is how I sign all these ask books when people get it, when we have time. Now, 
when we got thought we had 4,000 people and there are too many people to sign the books to, then you just got to write your name. But when <laughs> you're a little bit slower and you got some time, it's ask wisely with love, which is what our job is, I think, individually, collectively, and for 8 billion people. Oh, I love that. And I, I get there because I, my book, I, if I'm quick on time, it's just a signature, but otherwise I'm like, awaken your alpha every day. And then I sign it. So yeah. I totally get it. And yeah. awesome. Perfect. Brilliant. Awesome. In terms of resources when it comes to writing books, I know you've got a publishing company and I know you've got lots of uh, information out there to help people. What is the, the number one kind of piece of advice or resource? Is there anything that you, for aspiring authors or even authors who are established, but they're just not quite having the impact they want? Because obviously if you write a book, you want people to read it. Any sort of thoughts and advice yep. around that? When you're done with a great book that's really excellent and you've tested against the market, you're 10% done. That's where most authors miss it. 90% is in the market, the sales, yeah. the hustle. And I, here's what I say different than anybody else. I don't know anyone else who says the next thing. And that is, you have got to go deep inside. You've got to ask God in you, because we, we write about this all the time. It's deep in this ask book. But ask God in you, where is my market? Because everybody has a market. And there's 8 billion people. There's a, you know... If you sell a million books, that's nothing out of eight billion. I'm not, I'm not diminishing it. Don't yeah. misunderstand. That's a lot of books. But it makes you rich, makes you happy, makes you famous. You can license products. You can do seminars. You can do consults. You can do whatever you want. But there is a million people plus market out of there. And there's actually a billion people market for you. If you really go deep and ask, you know, before you go to sleep, because you're deep into alpha and we are totally into consciousness, as you can tell them, you say, God in me, tell me where my market is. God in me, tell me where my market is. 101 times before you go to sleep and be ready with paper and pen because you're going to wake up in the middle of the night and tell your sweetiekin, sweetiekin, <laughs> I listen to this nutcase, Mark Victor Hansen, but he did sell a half billion plus book. So yes. if you don't mind, I might come up with this idea at two o'clock. I'm going to wake up the damn family, but I'm going to write it down. And you can't write, write book. That's not it. You got to write, you got to write out your business plan and marketing because we are coming up with the most, our new company has got the more extraordinary marketing plans ever. And it breaks my heart because I want the book industry to all work. All those people have been good to me. The librarians have been good to me. Every bookstore owner has been good to me. The staff, we've got to keep books alive. Love it. I'm glad, again, I'm glad I asked that question. And Crystal, as we are starting to wrap this up, what is the best way for people to connect with you if they want to find out more and hear more as I do? And just the time is flying. So what is the best way to reach out and continue? I know. So we're both obviously on social media channels everywhere. Crystal Dwyer Hansen and, you know, Mark Victor Hansen, of course. And then I, my website is crystalvisionlife.com, crystalvisionlife.com. Uh, there's a free, a great free audio, if I don't, if you don't mind me saying so myself. Um, it's called Purge Messy Thinking, because we all do messy thinking and we all need to get rid of our messy thinking. Um, and then, of course, markvictorhansen.com. Um, if you're interested you know, what we found with the writing uh, situation is a lot of people have a really great idea, base idea, but they don't know how to fill up a whole book. And that's why mm. we've been able to meet this, this whole uh, niche, this, this demand that, we, that is just going so well, where we actually help them write their, you know, we ghostwrite the book because their idea is great, but they just don't know how to expand it enough to, to come up with a full book. And so what we focus on there is, you know, creating the best story because the only books that are going to sell are really good books. And that's, that's our focus with the Mark Victor Hansen library.com. So um, yeah, there are different ways to reach out to us. Mark, you know, so Mark Victor Hansen.com, Mark Victor Hansen library.com. And then, and then of course, Oh yes. 
we are launching a free webinar for ask and this is going to be so powerful i do not want anyone to miss this um it's it's a webinar on asking on how to ask you know uh the art and science of asking so join us after you get your book go to askthebookclub.com and we'll send you an invitation to the free webinar brilliant and again people listening i think from all the options you shared there and how you've got it together. I think people can learn a lot from that if they do have their own book as well and in kind of the follow-up and that 10% really resonated with me in terms of my book as well. So I'd say I'm maybe 15% done, <laughs> but no, I've got a lot more to do. That's inspiring to hear. When you were talking about, I mean, I took some notes. I mean, where you mentor kids, my backgrounds, I'm a, I was a teacher for 10 years back in England. So I'm really interested in, in helping and mentoring in, in, in any way, shape or form. And I don't know if that involves me just going and looking up or if you've got a contact that is the right approach to go to that. So we will call you back. We're just putting together something to help entrepreneurship yeah. for every kid in America. In. Yeah, no, that was, in, that was inspiring because that's definitely yeah. something, an area I, I need to step up for. I love we will get back with. to you on that, I promise. For oh, sure. brilliant. You guys, if you haven't, by the sounds of it, you should definitely do a TEDx talk, either collectively or individually. And I would love to help you and support you in that in any way, shape or form that you, that works for you. We need to do it. We each should do one because it's We'd just... like to do one together and one, two separate. So if there can be three, if you can make it happen. Well, I would love to support you in that because obviously you're a very, you know, experienced speaker and both, but that, that's such a powerful thing for an author if they're used in the right way. Like you say, yes. just doing the TEDx is, I'd like to say that at 10%. That's what I'm going to start saying to my clients, 10% and then you've got to use it. So yeah, well, send us a link so we can share this because I think it right. went spectacularly well. Do you want us to share some of our friends that you may not know that will do shows that'll just elevate you? Yeah, uh, I usually ask that question. So thank you for reminding me. I got so into this. I usually say, who do you think from your network? And I missed the opportunity because I mean, okay, we're on, the, we're on the same page. We're like-minded. Okay. It doesn't yeah. matter. I can see that you want to do the same thing we do. How do we make this thing work? And then thank God you're doing kids and helping out awesome. and wanting. We'll get back yeah. to you on that. Yeah. It'll probably be two months, but it'll happen. And genuinely, you are welcome back anytime because I really do feel like we've uh, just scratched the surface. So Mark and Crystal, thank you so much for your time today. Thank it's you. been our it's pleasure. Been and thank you for having us. And thank everybody out there for listening and watching. Yes. Awesome. Attention, authors, coaches, speakers. Make sure to join our Amplify Your Mission community on Facebook. Get all your questions answered. Thank you. All right, have a great week. Amplify your message and amplify your mission. System shutdown. Three, two, one.